a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One... Ahoy with a rumbling of excitement to you, Hamish. And ahoy to you, Andy. Uh, Everything's good over here? Yeah, I was just trying to give you an extra little moment to finish. finish what we, what, I was eating a brownie. A brownie? I started it foolishly because yeah, the music that. came on. Yes. But that bit where he goes, still buffering, yeah. I thought to myself, thank God for that. I need this. <laughs> I need this. Ahoy to you, Jacko. Hello. Ahoy. And, and ahoy to Charlie in Nana Goon. Ahoy, boys. Just witnessed the 2008 financial crisis two days ago. Um, <laughs> hoping by the time this reaches you, uh, everything should be good. Um, love the show. Keep it up. Appreciate <laughs> okay. that. And as we yeah, all, he clearly that hasn't. Out. No, he clearly is making a joke there. No, the system is, in uploading audio is very good at hamishandy.com. We lived through the GFC, <laughs> and I remember in 2008, people called it at the time the 2008 financial crisis. <laughs> they had the foresight to speak about it as if it was already years in the future. <laughs> so that checks out to me, and I appreciate the tenacity of what must have been a very arduous file search and upload period. I know much slower than a WhatsApp. Fact that he's lying because right. we didn't have the system in 2008. No, he's recorded obviously in anticipation for one day. <laughs> anyway. You begin the you begin the process like Walt Disney froze himself, knowing we can't bring him back to life yet. <laughs> but will the technology exist one day? We hope so for Walt's sake. Haim, we're bloody excited today. I've haven't given you too much away here. I, 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 if you'd have asked me at the start of the year, what's the most likely thing to become a Peter out, yep. which we are becoming known for, famous for, famous for on this show, we do we do enjoy a Peter out, throw out ideas, huge claim, never follow it up. <laughs> I thought this was a red hot favourite to be one of the year's biggest Peter outs. Yes, but instead. Yeah, he's Peter's come back and with <laughs> gasoline, <laughs> gasoline, he's and he's firing in. this thing right up. Haim, we're talking, of course, of our slide party. Yes. We threw out the other day, you and I have discussed before on planes, where you see them at the start of every flight explaining mm. where the emergency f- uh, slide is at yep. the emergency exits. And you're like, God, it'd be fun to have like a that. go on those slides without having to go through the trauma and yes. panic of anything that is obviously life-threatening. It'd be great to slide down the slide with an almost 100% guarantee of living out the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we thought, uh, if we said we put it out to the airlines. If there's an airline out there... And this is the bit where I thought, okay, see you later, <laughs> this is a Peter out, because you're not going to get Alan Joyce calling yeah. up, going, oh, how's it going? Or someone from, like... Southern China Airlines mm. going, look, we're not doing heaps to Australia at the moment. We'd happy to we'd fly one out and keep it off the books for you as so you could have a slide party. Well, um, our preferred airline, particularly as of today, Ham, oh. Rex Airlines All has rise. reached out and said, yeah, we can discuss the slide party. This is huge. Yeah. This is a huge moment for the, for the people of the People's Podcast because if everything goes to plan, mm. the idea was... Didn't we say we'd all enjoy a few beverages on board the planes? <laughs> yes. And it, and then I think we were going to yell, I, evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. And just and then in an orderly fashion with smiles. Yeah, fun. Not, fun not, not, rushed, not rushed at all. No. Take your time to get but, out. It's, I mean, I might, I might be missing an obvious example here, but I would say it's one of the only parties you ever go to hoping yeah. for the end. Yeah. <laughs> like hoping... <laughs> 
<laughs> hoping for the for the eggs. Yeah. Because usually that's the sad part of a good party. Mm. But this one, you're like, oh, I wonder when we get to leave. That's the bit everyone's looking forward to. So when I saw the correspondence from Rex, I'm like, oh, but don't they just do the small that's, regional plane? That was my worry. Turns I don't out, want to go down at some emergency stairs. No, no, I don't want to. I could, anything that you could just jump yourself. I, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to leap off the back of a six-seater into the waiting arms of the captain. <laughs> yeah. No, Ham, I was wrong. They do biggies. They do biggies as well. And joining us on the line oh. right now is the fleet manager of the three seven, uh, the 737s. Oh, that is a biggie. That is a biggie. Mark Penkless, how are you, buddy? Good, thank you. Mark, we are uh, wrapped that you got in touch with the show. Thank you so much for doing so. That's the, the, quick, the first question, I suppose, is one you must get a lot in your line of work. When you tell people hey, I'm in charge of Rex's 737s. Do you get people saying, I didn't know Rex was doing biggies? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it, it's, it's, it's catching on. Yes. Uh, but certainly initially they said, oh, you only fly regionally. But now, now we're operating 737s to Sydney and Melbourne, Coolangatta, Adelaide. So, yeah, it's catching on fast. We're it excited. should be Rex's new campaign. We do biggies too. <laughs> 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 yeah, the other guys, the other can do biggies. Consider it, Mark. Okay, so, yeah. Mark, you and I have had a small chat uh, on a Zoom. And yeah. and I said, you know, you had some questions. And I said, look, save it for the group. Yeah. If it's okay to pick this discussion up as a group so we can all go through the journey. But there are a few things yeah. that you told me which got me excited. First of all, yeah. is you have slides. We do have slides. Yeah. There's uh, there's four slides on the aircraft yep. at uh, each of the four doors. Awesome. Yeah. You were also saying, though, we could possibly do this party, but we have to wait for another slide to come in from Singapore. Now, explain that <laughs> to everybody. Well, when you fire off the slide, they go off very fast. It's almost like an airbag without the powder. Yeah, right. But they, fly, they fire off really fast, and uh, so they do take quite a lot of, repacking uh, and some maintenance once they've been fired off. So we've, we don't want to leave the aeroplane on the ground, obviously, for days, so we need to get a spare slide that makes to sense. replace the one that we're firing off. That makes sense, especially when you're celebrating Rex now doing biggies. Mm. If you <laughs> turned up to the airport and they, then they said, oh, look, there's a 20-minute delay on the flight, and you looked out the window and saw the ground crew rapidly rolling up the slide <laughs> and trying to stuff it back in the door like a sleeping bag. I suggested yeah. to Mark that I've got a mate who has used his spare tyre and hasn't got around of getting another one yet, that's, and there's a certain excitement. Yeah, to, to that, is a, a, that, is, that can but, be. That's really, really on the edge. But, but uh, that's the kind said, of excitement you don't look for in the aviation industry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Mark said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how would it be deployed? Like, what what happens there? And 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 basically, I should point out that you guys are happy to put on this party for us. We still have to iron out the details. Yeah, well, there's a few things that we need to to, to sort out, but hmm. basically. Uh, when we evacuate the aircraft or when we evacu evacuate you from the aircraft, mm. uh, we open the door and there's two positions, armed or disarmed. So in the armed position, the, the slide's ready to fire off. You open the door. The door uh, opens up and that pulls the slide out and then it activates. Wow. Wow. And there's an air bottle that drives a big pump and then it fires all the air into the, into the slide. Mark, have you ever fired off one of the slides? Uh, no, I haven't, as a matter of fact. Wowie. Have you been down? I've slid, I, I've slid down plenty of them, yeah, in Good training. Fun. Good fun. But, um, yeah, it's great fun. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Seems it's like a, it, it seems it's, like it. But it's funny. There's a few tricks to it. Really? Uh, and uh, one of them is that you actually, it's sort of unnatural, but you lean forward, not backwards. Right. Oh, my instinct would have been to go backwards, yeah. That's right. But if you lean back, you actually go faster. All right, so you want to go slower. 
you want to go slower. Well, you might want to lean back, but basically if you want to slow down, yep. you just lean forward. And that, that, for some reason, that just makes you go slower. And then there's sort of these deceleration pads at the bottom that mm. slow you again. And you sort of, as you hit the deceleration pad, it sort of makes you stand up and you sort of run off the end of the slide. Because I imagine that's what you want in an emergency. You want everyone to be, I would have thought fast is good to just, you know. My grandma had that on her lounge chair. Yes, it kind of the automatic it, up. It kind of just pushed all the way up, and yep. she was standing up again. My, my grandma had to. I wouldn't say she ran off it though, very often <laughs> when she was using that feature, and it didn't seem to do the jog off. So, Mark, how quick are you meant to get off a plane in an emergency situation? So, uh, the regulations that actually drive the whole evacuation process, and when they certify the aircraft, you have to get all the passengers off in ninety seconds through half the exits. Wow. And that's, the re- that's the regulation. Wow. So that's, so that's assuming yeah. maybe the other half are not able to be accessed or, or whatnot. That's so, right. Yeah, you, so they can t- each, yeah. ac- each exit's got to be able to take a pretty high volume of passenger. That's right. Which I yeah. imagine is obviously a very, uh, like, not a panic situation, but an intense situation. Mm, panic. This, this is going to be different, isn't it? Like it's going to be nice to have a slide <laughs> situation where it's take your time. And, and it, it's sort of interesting psychologically because – the uh, flight attendants are uh, sort of looking after you and, and providing service. And then all of a sudden in an emergency, they're yelling, at, or not, well, they're, they're, they're yelling to evacuate and hurry, hurry, jump, jump. Giving you know, straight instructions. Firing orders uh, mm. quite right. assertively. And it's, a, and it's an instant change. And he's there to go, well, I will, but I'm still waiting on that top up on the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I was told. Right, so okay, but in our example, let's go back to our party. Hmm. It's going to be fun. I mean, hmm. we could go one at a time. We can. Hey, if you, if you yeah. haven't had your finished your champagne, you stay there. Yeah, yeah. Jack, you go if well, you're well, ready. Well, you know, we will give people nine minutes to get off. Yeah. Like, well, we can have a huge window. Um, you Mark, could do the um, you could do the slowest evacuation in history. <laughs> interested in that? I think I'm very interested in that, Mark. Are we able to like board the plane as if we are going to take off? Yeah. And then we don't have to travel far, but can can we can you roll around the corner or something? <laughs> like what is how could it be set up for, you know, to just not get on and get straight off? There is some form of journey, but maybe for a couple of minutes or something. So what we could do uh, is we could all get on, uh, yeah. and then we could hook up a tug mm. uh, oh, yeah. to the aircraft. Oh yes, you know how they push back from yeah, yeah, the, yeah. from from the terminal, yeah. and then we will we could. Get towed around the airport for a while. <laughs> joy, could be fun, little joyride. And then we could find we could find a nice sort of quiet spot <laughs> and have a party there. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yes, we could. And we could. And then when the mood hits, just when mm. you, because it's sort of all about, like, it's like timing a good track at a, on the dance floor at a yeah. party. When the yeah. mood hits, we'll be like, you know, Ando, you and I are probably be in charge of the vibe. Yeah. Just to go, I reckon. We reckon we're to go. This could be slide time. <laughs> Boom. Um, Mark, how many are we, are we allowed? How many do you reckon we can put on a plane? Um, oh, it depends how you want to do it, mm. but I guess you could. Well, you could put 170 on, wow, uh, somewhere between 160 and 170. That's a big party. That's a, so, we don't it's a pretty that's cramped, a isn't it? Yeah, it'd be a bit cramped. That's we got 100. Well, Do we just have it less than that? I reckon even. We'll come back to you on that. But I think if we're yeah. treating, if we've got an aisle each, 
That then we've got to be in a moon room. Remember, Jack's already nodding. Jack's like, that's how I prefer to fly. Yeah, I get, I get back pain. Jack, Jack thinks he's going to America on it. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It, it, like per three seats, one person. That would be yeah. good. That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, Mark, we're going to have so many more questions. Yeah. Uh, yep. So when, so you're waiting on a slide to come in from Singapore, so you've got the mm. spare. Yep. So when do you reckon that might come come in? Uh, we can get it within a couple of weeks. We just need to set a date to, right. to do it, right. and, okay. uh, we'll, and then we'll then we'll organise it. We'll come back to you. Uh, thank you very much yeah, for being here. Thank you so believe. much to Rex that are now doing biggies. The, the, your biggie specialist. <laughs> the biggie specialist. <laughs> <laughs> doing biggies better. <laughs> Uh, Not bad at doing biggies. <laughs> um, so we'll swing. We'll come back to you. We've also got to determine how we all formulate the party, how people come along to the party as That's well. True. That's true. So um, if there's sure. no rush your end, no, um, no. we'll get our ducks in a row our end. But, Mark, thanks so much for joining us, bud. Pleasure. Cheers, buddy. Fantastic, mate. Thank you so much. Bye. I can't Can I ask you guys a question? Mm. I caught up with my dad uh, last night, actually two nights ago, and this came up in conversation. So, I mean, I obviously know where I sit, mm. uh, but I just want to uh, do a bit of market research here. Would you, A, would you be interested in knowing uh, where, and B, do you think it would be worth celebrating? Would you be interested in, worth, in knowing where all the wheat for the biscuit in Tim Tams comes from? Mm-hmm. And B, if you did know that, hmm. should that place be should that be the main um, talking point of that place, main piece of marketing yep. for that location? Uh, I'd be interested in knowing right. now, like yep. not but not overly enthusiastic. Just the fact that you've brought it up now, mm. I'm like, oh yeah, I, it's like I'll hear the answer. Yep. Um, should it be the main? No, no, yeah. it shouldn't so, be. Well, actually, it depends whether the town has anything else going on. Oh, they for do. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's, so caught up with Dad a couple of nights ago, was chatting. Now, a little while back, my wife and I went on a bit of a tour around Australia, mm. making an ad for Tourism Australia, which I think is either out or is about to be out. In that ad, for one, for like a little bit of it, we go to Kangaroo Island in South Australia. Kangaroo Island, really beautiful place. Huge, mm. right? It surprised me how big it was. You've been to Kangaroo Island, mm. you know, amazing part of the world. So dad is goes, oh, so, you know, he goes, oh, I haven't really talked to you about that trip you did. How, you know, where'd you go? I'm going through a few of the places. I'm mentioning a few facts about Kangaroo Island. No rabbits. No rabbits on the island. Mm. Yeah, that was my fun fact for Ando. They're mm. terrified of rabbits being on the island, Jack. I mean, this is for, com- for comparison in terms of what it should be famous for. I think no rabbits is right up there as a good, interesting anecdote. <laughs> yeah. they, they've, they had one rabbit that someone brought over as a prank and put it out as a roadkill, and then the... The island lost their mind yeah. because you can't have a rabbit on Kangaroo Island and someone laid it on the road, like a dead one. Then they did an autopsy on the rabbit and they discovered it had food in its tummy that doesn't grow on the island. So everyone breathed a sigh of relief. The other rabbit that <laughs> that's, had on the island, That's Jake, how full they yeah. are about oh, rabbits. So do they check you for rabbits as you go to you, the island? Oh, absolutely would. It's a pristine frisk. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing mm. ecosystem on yeah. the island. And then they had, a, they had a magician come over once. They have a, they, you know how they have, at the when you go into the MCG or a big stadium, mm. they have someone for the metal detector yeah. wand? Yep. They just hold a carrot out on your body <laughs> all the way around. Or a wolf <laughs> to sniff. Yeah. And if yeah. the wolf starts yeah. going wild, he's on to something. So they're very worried about it. They had a magician come over to the island. With a rabbit. And so that, I, I imagine they went, hey, look, don't bring the rabbit, do another trick. And the guy went, hey, it's the big trick. Yeah. i got to bring the rabbit. So 
They allowed the rabbit on the island, but the, the rabbit had to have someone from Parks and Wildlife with it at all times. <laughs> and the rabbit to it. had a security guard, <laughs> yeah. and the rabbit had to go to a vet before it could come to the island to make sure it was indeed a boy rabbit and not a girl rabbit that was pregnant and might just drop a ton of bunnies on the island. So they, they take, take rabbits seriously. seriously. Yeah. Anyway, I'm telling Dad a few of these things. I didn't tell him the rabbit stories, but I'm telling him more about the natural wonder of Kangaroo Island and, you know, huge bounce back after the bushfires. It's beautiful. Dad goes, now, what about the Tim Tams? I said, oh, I'm not aware that uh, Kangaroo Island has a Tim Tam connection. <laughs> and he goes, you're not aware? He goes, mate, they grow all the wheat there, all the cereal that goes into making the biscuit, 100% of it's made on Kangaroo Island. I said, well, that's a great fact. He goes, they didn't tell you that? I said, uh, no, I don't think it's, who was taking you around? And I said, well, it was actually, same was Craig and he was, you know, and he goes, and is he, did he grow up on, is he a local? I said, yeah, actually, I think he is dead. I mean, he, he was about 50 and um, he runs a Kangaroo Island tourism company and he seemed very knowledgeable yeah. about the island. He goes, what did he talk to you about? I said, about everything, the sheep, the bees, the sea lions, the fish, mm. a lot of the, the, you know, the seafood. He goes. And he didn't mention the Tim Tams. He said, he didn't, Dad. No, he didn't. He goes, that's, because I find that very hard to believe. He goes, 100%. He goes, the Tim Tam is a very famous biscuit. I'm, I know about the Tim Tam. He goes, and it's Australian. It's an Australian icon. I said, yeah, I get it, Dad. But, you know, I understand you're upset, but mm. it's not a huge stat that people really care about, like, where the biscuit comes from. We're not travelling to Kangaroo Island. To, to see the field. To see and he goes, he goes you probably drove past it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I might have. It's like finding out Matt Damon was at the airport the same time you were there, but you didn't see Matt Damon. I might have driven past the wheat that makes the Tim Tams. He goes, they should have a giant Tim Tam. I said, all right, I think I actually think I have been kind enough here, but I will, I'm will. i actually going to push back a bit on this, Dad. They can't have a giant Tim Tam because I'll be honest with you, the biscuit is not the famous part of the Tim No one's going, you've got to taste these things. Yeah. How's the biscuit? All right. Uh, yeah. To be honest, it's... It's a chocolate. You take it or leave it. Yeah. It's, it's actually the IP of the Tim Tam is the famous bit. It's the yeah. combination of biscuit, chocolate, mm. and that thin layer of whatever, it is. whatever that is in the middle. <laughs> That's what makes the Tim Tam famous. So for all your excitement about the cereal... It's not the wheat. It's actually not the wheat that anyone cares about. It is a minor ingredient. It's like... Yeah. But it's like growing the pigment that went to make the Mona Lisa. Yeah. No one cares about the pigment. <laughs> Where the pigment came from. Anyway, Dad's outraged. Mm. Dad's, yeah, Dad's furious. He reckons there should be a big Tim Tam in Kangaroo <laughs> Island and, you know, and he's like, he goes, that's, he goes, that's just a huge missed opportunity for them. <laughs> well, like, like, you know, if you guys are listening, I had a good time, but don't expect to see an old bloke there every time soon until you fix it up. Hey, a funny occurrence happened to my brother and it's right. to do with animals. So I've got Dr. Chris Brown <laughs> to, to help clarify it. He said, as are the rules. He says, as are the rules, anything animal-related in Australia. And look, probably the Southern Hemisphere. I wouldn't say worldwide. He's the, he's the go-to animal guy, but definitely in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, yeah, I would say Southern yeah. Hemisphere. I mean, you've got, you've obviously got Attenborough. Oh, yeah. So, so he's, he's probably the world leader. I would say so. And I think Chris would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. In a very controversial move, he chooses to challenge Attenborough. <laughs> Dr. Chris Brown, are you there? Ahoy to you. I, I, ahoy. Um, oh, look, I was just willing to take this time zone. Oh, that's, that's as far as I'm willing to, to extend I think that's my a good powers. move. Yes. I mean, if yep. I was in your boots, I, you could counter with, you know, technically Attenborough, as much as he's done for the natural world, he's not a vet. <laughs> so, <laughs> are, are, you, are you saying just on qualifications? I'm, I'm just yeah, you might have him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have him. Um, now, DCB 
Mm. On, before we get to what this, whatever this is about, animal-based, um, how many dogs and cats are you seeing to keep the old skills sharp regularly? Because you're in the jungle a lot. You have a lot of stuff. Yeah. You have, have a lot of stuff on. The living room. Yeah. He does. When was the last time you were kind of, you know, wrists deep in a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Wrist deep, I've got to tell you, that, that poses a few anatomical issues. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, you know, doing life-saving surgery. <laughs> Obviously, I'm in the clinic enough to know that. Um, yeah. I, That's good. I, I was in, that was a test. Uh, I was in there the day before yesterday. I, I, oh, I, you're I, in. You're still in. Yeah, okay, so, that's great. But I, I get so many. I, I reckon I saw maybe 12 or, say, 14 different clients uh, the other day. And I reckon over half, when they walked in, said, oh, what are you doing here? And, and the, the people are genuinely surprised when I'm there. I, but it, it doesn't top the guy I saw maybe a month ago mm-hmm. who – I brought him through, and, and and I was, you know, I was just vaccinating his dog. And from the outset, he was he was on to me. And he, he was saying to me, "Oh, you, you know, you remind me of someone." And I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work it out. I'm gonna stick with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this right. And I was just laughing, just thinking, "Yeah, maybe he'll get it." And by the end of the the consultation, he he goes, "You know what? I've got it. I know who you, I know who you are. Yeah. You're the guy who plays Doctor Chris." In that animal show. Who <laughs> <laughs> plays Dr. Chris? Yes. Yeah, That's right. An I'm an actor. And they, they, and, that, and they still let me operate on dogs to keep my acting skills sharp. <laughs> That's great. Well, we're going to ask you to sit tight, Dr. Chris Brown. Okay. Listen to this next bit. Great to hear gonna, that he's still we're gonna you know, cold keeping call, skills up. Cold call a friend of uh, mine, Sam. Sam McClure, he's a sports journalist. Yeah. But he had my brother had, uh, look, an encounter with him late at night. Uh, at the park. What type of encounter? Well, I want to put it to Sam at the same time as you hear it, Ham, and okay. let's just see if it's true. So, anyway, you got the number there. Hopefully, pick How up. late? Give us uh, the, give around us the midnight. Around midnight. Sam speaking. Sam McClure, uh, Andy Lee. Hello, Andy. How are you, buddy? And I'm also here with Amish and Jack. Hi, Sam. Oh, so, hi. This is for the podcast. I should make oh. you aware. <laughs> It's an intervention. (laughs) It's not an intervention. Thank you for making me aware. Something happened in the park late at night, and I want to get to the bottom of it, right? Okay. It was with my brother. My brother saw you at the park. Do you remember the incident? Uh, I've seen your brother late at night a couple of times while walking my dog. (laughs) (laughs) This is, we are lifting the lid here. Sam McClure after dark. Heart rate rate going up. (laughs) My brother was having... Uh, a late <laughs> night working, and he thought, I need to just get out and clear the mind. So he went for a walk around the park, and he saw you close to midnight walking your dog, right? Okay. Yeah, that, that, that would make sense, I and think. And he said, what are you doing out here, Sam? And you said, my, own, my dog only wants to go for a walk at night time. Yes. Yes, this is true, and it continues. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I, it's just like this new thing. This is, we have this greyhound, Diva, and she's a bit of a homebody, but she used to love going for walks, albeit short walks. Uh, and now if you take her out in the day, she'll go 10 metres, she'll do her business, and then she'll just pull home. Like She knows where home is and she's really right. strong. Right. She just so right. she starts tapping your watch going, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Sunset's not for four hours. <laughs> and, and now if you take her out when the sun's down, 
she just loves it. Like she's pulling on the lead. She doesn't Vampire. want to stop. She Vampire, pays dog. <laughs> Vampire dog. She's a nightcrawler. Was it expensive to build a small dog coffin for it to sleep in? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions about your vampire dog. Okay. Um, did you say, now, when you say that you've got a greyhound diva, is that her name or is that her behaviour? No, well, both. She, she, yeah, right. She's name and behaviour. She, uh, she's only two, so the trainer, when they tried to race her, they uh, sent the rabbit around and she just looked up at the trainer as if to say, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I only, so they do, ni- I only do, yeah, nighttime capital city races. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not racing during the day. <laughs> Without lights. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only greyhound to wear night vision goggles that tears around. Okay, a, a surprise for you, Sam. We've got standing by Dr. Chris Brown also on the line. Um, uh, hello. Doctor. Have you heard this, Dr. Chris? Is it true that a dog could only want to walk at night or has McClure got this wrong somehow? You know what? You're actually – Diva uh, is, is tapping into something that, that we're actually seeing a lot of uh, now, which, which is Diva is, is essentially experiencing uh, social anxiety. So, so Diva doesn't my, – my guess on this yeah. – sorry, my informed opinion on this is that uh, is the Diva – is a little unsure around other dogs. Feels a little, a little insecure. Doesn't like other dogs rushing up to her, um, and, and so she's enjoying the freedom of of going to the park when there are no other dogs. Sam, with this matchup, was there an incident or something? Do you remember were there other dogs around that maybe were causing Diva some stress? No, she is pretty shy around other dogs. That is true. But the other thing is that. She actually gets very scared around traffic. So, so like mm. we're just in Richmond, and if we take her to the local cafe on Burnley Street, she yeah. like her tail goes tail goes between her legs. She mm. starts shaking. Maybe she but, prefers a different cafe. Yeah. <laughs> she is a different like, from. She doesn't want the oat milk at that cafe. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, but so, if you take her at night down a main road when there's no traffic, she's much mm. more up and about. Yeah. So, so she she's able to to go to the park with with freedom because she knows that. The park isn't owned by any other dog at that time. She can feels like she can get there and, and really patrol it all by herself and not experience any of that stress of, of traffic or other dogs or anything else that that might uh, that might make her feel a little uh, a little less comfortable. Right. So, so she's not a vampire. She's an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, during the height of Melbourne lockdown, when you were still allowed to take your dog for a walk, but there was no traffic and very little people around, was she better at going outside, or was she still worried about it? Wow, no, that's actually, yeah, it was, that's actually true. She was she was better during the day in lockdown when there was hmm. less people. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, this has turned into a genuine AM radio segment. <laughs> I'm positive I've heard this on AM radio, like thanks to Pet Barn. Yeah. Is there like, something wrong with AM radio? No, there's not. No, there's not. Sam is on AM radio. That's why I was just saying, I wasn't expecting to dip into it on today's show. But great to be here. Thank you, guys. We've solved it. Um, no, it's, it's, that's well, fascinating. Are, are there ways, Dr. Oh, Chris, to get Dr. over Chris. the social anxiety? Well, you just slowly reintroduce her to, to you know, to slightly busier times and slightly busier uh, situations. And whatever a thing is, whether it's, uh, you know, it's obviously not chasing rabbits, but whether it's, it's, it's balls or whether it's toys or whether it's treats, you know, if, if she handles a little bit of traffic, you make her sit, you make her relaxed, and, and then she gets a... She gets a treat. Uh, as Maybe a let her drive. Let her drive the car a bit. So it's sort of like, well, see, they're not so bad once you get in them. Bombarder with it. Take her go karting. Um, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Hey, you That concludes in the head of a dog.
Aim time for. Yeah, it's good to get the guitar out. Yeah. There's a lot of power that's going on in the world and we need to catalogue it, Ando. Sniffs of a volume two for the Power Moves book. You uh, can smell it in the wind, can't you? Yeah. We're not sure we, what it is. And we're not sure when it's coming out and we're, nev- we're, not, we're definitely not yep. going to do a pre-order situation because yep. that was a debacle. If, that we, was a if debacle. we do go ahead with it. <laughs> if we do. And we don't even know what the smell on the wind is at this stage. It could be a neighbouring campsite simply making lunch or it could be the, the, the tasty smells of a volume two. We don't know. Noses to the air and um, stay tuned. Yeah. Hey, and this one comes in from Latoya Bowles. She on, says, um, when you ask someone how they're going, after they respond, simply say, glad to see you back on track. <laughs> even even if they say not that great, we can say glad to see you more on track. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Mm. Um, Ando mm. comes in from alert uh, contributor Charlie Steele from Canada. When driving to a friend's house to pick them up, text them here five minutes before you arrive. <laughs> <laughs> causing them to go to the door for no reason. Yeah. After that, they'll likely stay by the window patiently waiting for you to arrive like a dog. <laughs> Pretty good. We did that the other day. I was picking up my mate Tom, uh, Duncan, and I, and I was driving. I said, oh, Duncan said, oh, I've, I've texted him here. Um, as we were turning in, I was like, oh, all right, you just make sure he's coming out. And <laughs> immediately got back, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I had, I had a similar one with mum where I was having to pick her up from a hotel. She was visiting, she's up from Melbourne and she was staying at a hotel in Sydney and I was a bit late. I was going to be 10 minutes you? late to pick her up. Yeah, no, 10 minutes early or late, all early or late. But only because she, it's an arms race with mum because she's always so late. Yeah. Anyway. It's like I was actually probably more attracted to be about six minutes late. She rings me at five past. I'm probably one or two minutes when she goes, I'm just wondering, where are you? She said, I'm very close. Someone goes, okay, well, well, call me upon approach. Yeah. Went, no, no, don't, don't go back upstairs. <laughs> don't go. Because <laughs> she's like, well, if you're not here, I might, I might just go and do some things. So no. you have to, you know, I was like, no, 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 I'm here. Then I had to lie and go, I'm pulling up out the front. Yeah. She came out. I was late. And I went, but I, I know if I told you you had one minute. Yeah. It's You'd fine, go and then. redo your hair. And then, <laughs> then, I, then I'd be like, well, that's going to take ages and I'd go and have breakfast and then it'd be midnight. <laughs> hey, this is from Finn de Hamel from New Zealand. Nice. When you're going for a walk, Ham, and you yep. walk past someone that uh, has a dog, uh, yep. as soon as you get close to them, so go, easy boy, easy boy. <laughs> yeah, Giving so it makes it look like they've got an aggressive dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. People... You experience this, Ando. Yeah. I mean, people will be running in terror when they see your <laughs> the dog, dog coming down the street, <laughs> toppling over power lines and stuff because it can't duck under them, the tall terrier. But on it, with a normal necked dog. Beck, um, sorry, Beck, sorry to interrupt, but we're at the footy the other day and Beck comes back from getting us a beer and Beck goes, how tall do you think I said, watch this. What have you been telling people? And I said, right, no, I have <laughs> But Tall someone, enough that we'll have to put a flashing red light on its head so helicopters don't fly into it at night. <laughs> someone at the bar turns to Beck as they're leaving with their drinks and went, looking forward to seeing the tall terrier. Can't wait. Are you nervous? <laughs> and just walked off. <laughs> Absolutely can't wait. Get your uh, get your crampons on if you ever want to <laughs> climb up to its head to brush its fringe. <laughs> and uh, yep. 
Uh, here's a uh, here's a bit of a rip up. This comes in from Cam Carroll. Is power move ideal for someone thirty plus? Okay. So we're in the we're in the slot here. Mm. When so seeing an so old Jack. So yep. Jack, yeah. old boy, grey beard. <laughs> When uh, when seeing an old school friend who was more academic than you, but you haven't seen for many, many years, ask them enthusiastically if they still work at the same job they had during school, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i.e. Adam, how are you? It's been years. Are you still at Wendy's? Gee, you'd be be pretty high up there by now. (laughs) Does give the impression you didn't expect much from them and knew their early successes would be (laughs) short-lived. I really like it. Really like it. I'm, I'm reticent to throw one more in the mix. I like well, it so much, that's but I will. Thousands of volts. That oh, it is, isn't it? Um, this is from Nate in the US. <laughs> power move. When setting up your new Wi-Fi, look up the nearby network names. If someone has named them their Wi-Fi after themselves, simply copy their name but add the word "superior" in front of it. For example, <laughs> "Superior Michael." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. we've had some wonderful special skills already this year. Oh yeah, um, some and some terrible and some stickers. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, the fruit the... throwing fellow. Yes, yeah. rotten fruit. <laughs> we in the fruit basket of rotten special skills. <laughs> A rotten throw of some rotten, some of, actually of ripe fruit, top actually. quality fruit. Yeah, <laughs> we did our bit. Um, it, but that, that's the—that's really the joy of the special skill. Yes. It's a it, sure, it's a buffet, mm. but it's covered. You know the silver um, lids they put on the curry, so you don't know which. Curry. It's like you go to the food court early. Yes, you guys open yet? Oh, nearly, nearly. <laughs> you know, and the, and all the Bay Marie all has silver trays on the top. Yeah. And you don't, you've never been to this shopping centre before. You don't know if it's going to be something delicious in the Bay Marie or not. But yeah. as the year goes on, we uncover it. Yeah. Yes, there's some rotten throws. Yep. A rotten throw with naan. And no one's interested. <laughs> <laughs> but by the same token. Yeah, um, some delicious dishes in there. Amazing Lemon chicken. Yes. The, the, um, <laughs> probably, the, probably the power tools guy would have been our lemon chicken. Absolutely. Hey, um, quick one on that. Just, it just reminded me that any special skill involving an orange has been to fail. What's the other one? Remember the guy said he can peel an orange with one hand or something and I just did it just as quick. <laughs> oh, he, no, he, wasn't he peeling an orange in one piece? Yeah, right, the, the skin would come off as a perfect circle. Yeah, and, and, and that was just, yeah. I, that was a line ball, wasn't it, Jack? Because didn't he peel it all and he put it together as a sphere, which yeah. I think we expected him to do. We weren't like... Expecting him to get the flesh of an orange out of the skin with no breaks in the skin. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a magic mm. trick. Mm. But you just, you weren't, it was too slow, I think. Was that, it, it, now I'm remembering then, it was but too well, slow. I just had to go straight after him and did the exact mm. same thing. Yeah. And that was the problem. But anyway, Haim, today mm. you've got another one. I remember saying pith a lot in that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and as to why an orange might be more impressive than a mandarin. Yes. But yeah, right. I, for, I had forgotten about that one. And a good, good remembering. Um, mm. We've also never had a successful duck-based one, have we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nor coots, but they are essentially the same bird mm. as we've covered off numerous times. <laughs> and uh, today, though, we have something a little higher class. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves wine. 
More in what? your realm than mine. I'm a, I'm learning the ways of wine, but sure. I've been a Maybe. bit of a lover. You never, in you the... never really learn. You're always on the journey. Yeah. So welcome <laughs> to you. the path. Welcome to the path. Always yeah. more to learn <laughs> yes. in anything. Um, but we welcome you in your sommelier journey. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is from Ashley, though. You won't. There will be no tasting a, a okay. woody Bordeaux today. Mm-hmm. Ashley, it's more about the pouring. We've had many pouring-based skills, but I think Mm. you'll like this one. She has brought to the table her father. He is able to pour a glass of wine for people and then even from different rooms, I'm assuming here she doesn't say, but it's like a house party or perhaps a a drinks before the formal. Um, He can pour the same amount of wine in each glass same to the same level in the same type of wine glass in different rooms, right, to the exact mill. Or mm. he can know the error. Mm. Okay, so he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this as well. So he yeah. can go, hang on, that's two mil more than I gave Karen. What I like is it's the accuracy that's involved. Um, Ashley brought it to the table. Ashley, I think joins us on the line now. Ash, ahoy, ahoy. to you, Ash. Hi, ahoy. How are you, boys? Very well. Yeah, r- really when did good. you discover that your dad could do this? Um, it's just something he's always been able to do. It's a bit freaky. Mm-hmm. He just around the dinner table at home, if he's pouring out wine, and, um, he's, and he's not lining up the glasses. He's just going. No, no, no. Yep. Just Maybe. from wherever they're sitting, they don't have yep. to be lined up. It can be from the kitchen into the dining room. Wow. Mm. If it's the same, obviously the same style of glass. He'll he likes pour the one same style mom. of glass. I understand yep. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's right, because otherwise it's too hard to to. Get an eye yeah, for yeah, it. and he's obviously he's attuned his eyes, his his hand, the weight. You mm. know, this comes after years and years and years of pause, and we don't That's want right. we wouldn't we wouldn't mess around. I mean, I, I'm almost tempted to, and we'll discuss this in a sec. I think we're lucky enough to have him on. Great. Um, and in fact, he joins us, Jeff. Let's get Jeff up. Jeff, uh, come on in, Jeff. Ahoy. Ahoy, guys. How are you? Yeah, really well. Jeff, thanks, we're really Jeff. good. This um, is we're exciting. Just, we're just hearing about this skill. And we um, love it when someone nominates another person because it, mm. it, invariably they do have the skill opposed to people that are self-nominate and just want yep. a chance to show off. We like <laughs> a reluctant X-man. Um, uh, Jeff, your daughter says here, it's genuinely incredible. I'm reading from her, from her email. We test him every week on family dinner night and he's always within a millimetre. Is this true, Jeff? Do you you know that you've got the skill? I mean, is it a bit of a showstopper? Uh, well, I suppose the showstopper. It is something. I don't know how it came about. I just discovered it was my superpower of some kind. Brilliant, Jeff. Now, are you only good on your home glasses? Do you, or mm, if, it was that's a, what I was if it was a new set of glasses, you could still do it? Oh no, as long as it's the same shape glass yep. as, like, all the glasses are the same shape, yep. I can do it anywhere. Yeah. Okay, great. I wondered about that because you you do have your home wine glasses, mm-hmm. and you and I wondered if you were just just so you just knew the curvature so well of the of the glass, you'd know exactly <laughs> where it's landing. But you think you could you could do it on a different wine glass? Yeah, absolutely. I've um, done it at different people's places as well. Oh, so, yep. Home in a way. Well, take well, a show on the road. <laughs> for one night only. Like the Chicago Bulls back in Jeff the 90s. His, yeah. <laughs> Jeff and his amazing, his amazing <laughs> sav cab, sav cab poor. Um, Ashley, question for yeah. you. Yeah. Do your glasses at home have that little, pers- like, opaque kind of line? Oh, oh, the restaurant no, no, line. No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> just what he's beyond that. Yeah, well beyond <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Andy, that's like my dad can fly, but you will see a slight cable coming out of his shirt. <laughs> 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 so, Jeff, um, whereabouts do you guys live? Blue Mountains. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Well, 
we could, get you in? we could get, we'd love to get you guys in. What um, we want to do, what we want to do is set up the wine glasses in several different rooms. Yes. And and have you, Jeff? What, what's what's reasonable? Four 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 glasses. Yeah, four's okay. Yep. Yeah, wonderful. Yep. Um. So. Jack, room to Hamish, room. myself, and pour yourself a glass as well. Pour <laughs> yourself a glass too. But we're, um, we've had a fight and we're all in different rooms. <laughs> oh, so okay. Yeah. That's why you, you need you to travel to and from. And I'm excited to hear. This is how I'm yes. hearing it. Tell me if this is right, Jeff. So mm. you pour the, the initial one. That's just, that's just you going off your vibe. Mm. You go, that's a nice yep. glass. Yep, that's it. Then you might move to room two yep. and pour. You'll then go, hang on a sec, that's actually three mils more than room one, or you'll go, that's bang on. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, that's about how it works, yeah. Jeff, do you talk in millilitres more or do you talk in millimetres more above, say, the the, the level of liquid? Yeah, right. Uh, Millimetres, so if it's a mill out or... Okay, yep. that's good. Okay, so oh, yeah, okay. This I'll allow that. That's a, This is a visual guide going yes. off the glass. Okay. Okay, so we're going yeah. to have to get really... We're going to be measuring a meniscus here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm already thinking ahead, but, you know, we are going to... Jack, do you know what a meniscus is? What's a mis- meniscus? <laughs> meniscus. <laughs> well, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't say um, cab salve before, uh, so that's okay. Uh, a meniscus. Um, a meniscus is, yeah. is kind of... Hamish is a scientist here, but the surface tension on the yeah. side of a glass... So the water level yeah. will actually oh, yeah. be a bit higher. It's got a little skate yeah. ramp. Unless you're dealing with mercury mm. and it's in the inverse, isn't it, Ham? Uh, well, yeah, it is an inverted. It is a difference. It's the, between the glass and the fluid. It's the um, the surface tension of those mm. both. So it inverted it when it's in the glass, but then, of course, we all know you can fill water up and it becomes uh, convex. An extrovert. <laughs> an extrovert because it's, it's hanging on with the surface tension yeah. until that tension breaks. Anyway, we will be measuring a meniscus. <laughs> Again, probably one of the only shows you will find in the podcast universe that cares as much about a meniscus as we do. <laughs> so um, we'll organise for yourself and, and your daughter to come. Uh, Haim, what do we think? Is it all four glasses that has to be correct for, for the coin? What about hmm. he's got four glasses, he's, got, he's allowed four millimetres up his sleeve of error, ah. total error. So, okay. So, if you know what I mean, so, so yeah. if, if, if we'll be measuring, we'll be going, okay, you said this one was two millimeters out. You were correct. That's mm. zero. You've used zero of your millimeters. Right. You said this yep. one was three mils off. It's actually only one. So, you've used up two now. Love you know, it. You've got yourself. Is that, does that, that work? Is that fair, Jeff? Yeah, that sounds fair. We'll give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> so exciting, Jeff. The this thing, is great. The things dads do for their daughters. <laughs> I'm going on some podcast. I think it's a meniscus based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do the wine thing. <laughs> um, do you, you have a preference for the wine, Jeff? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Different wines can be different, um, uh, you know, densities. Uh, I can do it with anything, but it's been through summer and we've drank a lot of rosé, so I've probably got my eye in for a rosé. He's rose in full, <laughs> He's in full okay, on a rosé. Right. Okay, we can do that. Great. <laughs> right. uh, well, all guys, we'll be in touch, guys. Can't wait to do it. <laughs> See you too. Right. Thanks, Thanks, boys. Thanks, <laughs> Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. Just popping in at the end here to remind you that Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project is back. You can catch episodes from season two every Monday. Here is a quick tease for this week's episode where Hamish and Andy talk about going to broadcast from a war zone. 2008, we're getting ready to visit the troops. 
Oh, offshore Afghanistan. Yeah, there's a lot of secrecy around it. OPSEC, mate. OPSEC. Operational security. I believe we had to record a show as if we were still in the country. Yeah. So on the day we left, they would play out a show um, like we're still here for that same reason, for security Did reasons. not want to give the Taliban a sniff, Mike. We no. would have been a <laughs> primo jewel in the crown. Oh, for, yeah, absolutely. They still haven't got us. They still haven't got us. <laughs> Which reminds me that we're now over 10 years successfully evading capture and proud of it. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can catch season two of Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project wherever you podcast and season one is still available there as well. Go and check it out. We'll catch you next week for the main podcast. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.